So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast episode. I don't know because I didn't look it up before I started. What is it? 170? 170 now? Uh, no, 169. Like, yeah, I feel like we didn't get into the 70s yet. Yeah, it's 169 for October 4th, 14th, 2018. I should probably do that take again, but I'm not going to. Uh, mm, joining me this Yes, joining me this week we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Bash. I hate you. I I really really hate you. So and then of course oh, that's refreshing. Of course, I am your host Nathan Reinspruth. Here's a question. Let's let's change up the format just a little bit. Again? Before, well, just just a tiny tiny bit. And what that's going to be is I'm going to ask you at the beginning of the podcast where we can find you, like okay. where like what your Twitter is and everything. That way. In case people join, like like they don't have to listen to the whole thing before they find out where we're at. Oh, you're really trying to whore yourself out lately, I see. Yes. You can find me at cyberpunk underscore monk on Twitter, on Mixer. Most things I get that online handle. Um, I'm not really doing anything worth mentioning, though, project-wise. I am going to eventually start streaming a modded copy of Super Mario RPG. Uh, I need to... You know, get a little more time spaced out before I really start another project, but look forward to that, I guess. Yep. And of course, I'm Nathan Reet and Spruth. You can find me Reeton everywhere. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Mixer, I'm on YouTube. Uh, YouTube, you can find me at uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton or youtube.com forward slash Reeton Entertainment. Um, Mixer.com forward slash Reeton, that's a streaming site. Twitter.com at Reeton. Uh, you can find my website, ReetonEntertainment.com. People have um, already unsubscribed from this yes. podcast. The podcast you can subscribe to on, let me pull up the list because there's so many, so many places. Oh, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Google Play, you can get us on Stitcher, you can get us on Spotify, you can get us on TuneIn, all at Reeton Podcast on all of those places. So wherever you want to subscribe, you can do that. Uh, you can go to your favorite podcast app, find us. And, and listen to us every single week, except for next week. But, you know, that we'll talk about we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll do something. Yeah. So what games have you played this week? I saw you were playing StarCraft. Yeah, just a minute ago, I was playing StarCraft 2. I discovered they, re- uh, they released another co-op hero a long time ago, which is Tychus Finley. Um, if you played any StarCraft 2, he's like the first mission giver you have. But he's oh, yeah. Hey, oh. The big guy. The, hey, it's a, the, that guy. I don't know. He, is, he plays a little more like you're playing with like Warcraft 3 heroes instead of an army. But uh, that's okay. I, I'm realizing more and more StarCraft 2 just isn't what it used to be. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, I, I never liked it, but I never liked StarCraft in general. We've been through this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Origin. I am really scratching the bottom of the barrel for endgame content to keep me busy. Because I reached one of those missions where it's like, hey, no going back after this. You sure you want to proceed? Of course, I said no, and I looked at all the map I haven't explored yet. So I'm off on my adventure for, God, I hope it doesn't take that long. I know Odyssey was supposed to be really good, too. The new one. 
Yeah, that's 60 bucks still. Yeah, that's true. So I have been playing. I played Spider Man. Oh my God, that game was so good. It, I beat it. I beat it um, Friday night. And Congratulations. Such a good game. It's actually so good that I was considering uh, getting the DLC when it comes out. That's how good it is. And I hate DLC. Wow, you, I was going to say, you never get DLC. No, I, I hate it so much. And um, it was it was very, very good game. There, There's one last costume I did not get. And what the oh, costume well, is... get back in there and do it. What the costume is, is it's... You're, you're just pretty much in your underwear with a Spider-Man mask on. And the ability when you're wearing that costume everything dies in one hit including yourself so it's not really worth it to me because the way that you have to do it is you have to 100% every single zone in the game so you have to get all of the um crimes there's like crime things that go randomly generated throughout town and you have to yeah, you have to go and you have to do all of the crime things, which there's like 15 in each zone that you have to do, and it's just not worth it for me. I have all the other Spider-Man suits. That's just the one that I couldn't get. And I think there's some pre-order suits I didn't get either. Like, you have to pre-order the game to be able to get the specialty suits. So, in other words, soon-to-be DLC suits. Exactly. And I've been playing some WWE 2K19. That game, it's all like buggy. it's a wrestling game, but it is, it is, it appears to be more buggy than other wrestling games that I played, which is saying something because most wrestling games are pretty damn buggy. And um, we discovered this last night. We're, I think you were there. That John Cena is just off. Like they, for some reason, they have John Cena in the game. But when you're playing through the story mode, you can tell that they weren't able to get John Cena to voice his own lines. So instead of getting a sound alike, somebody who can sound like John Cena, they just got somebody who's completely different. They got uh, this this guy Connor Besh to do the voice it, lines, the voice acting it for me? it. Uh, it, oh. it sounds about uh, about the same as getting you to do it. It is awful. Well, but, that's not very good at all. No. But it was a, it's not a, I mean, it's a wrestling game. So if you like wrestling games, you're going to like the game. If you don't like wrestling games, this isn't going to be the game that makes you like wrestling. Um, uh, I don't care for wrestling personally, but yeah. growing up, my stepbrother always would get the wrestling games. I remember having a lot of fun playing them, even yeah. if I wasn't necessarily too invested in what was going on. So I they're think fun, they're good, yeah. but they're really niche. I think what you would like is they came out with it uh, a few years ago. It was like Wrestling All-Stars or something like that. And what it was was an over-the-top wrestling game. So instead of it being like uh, a simulation game like it is right now, it was like an arcade game where you're just pulling off stupid combos and throwing people like 20 feet in the air. I think you would like something like that more than the simulation that I'm playing through. But that's just me. Um, I played a little bit of Rocket League, of course. Um, next week, I won't 
I won't be on the podcast. I won't be here. I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. And I will be there trying to advertise, of course, a little bit, my uh, my podcast here, the Reed Entertainment Podcast. But also, uh, it's just going to be fun. I'm going to be hanging out with uh, Durga, uh, Ricky, our friend Ricky. And uh, from, of course, the hashtag taking a Ricky. And... He hates that so He hates much. that so much, yeah. And so... Uh, I'm not going to be here. Hopefully, Oroa will feel okay by then. He's not here this week because Oroa, apparently his sinuses are exploding, which is uh, uncomfortable, I would imagine. And Probably. So, so it, hope- it seems like that's spreading around, though. Yeah. So hopefully get well he will- soon, buddy. Yeah, get well soon uh, by next Sunday. That's what I'm hoping yeah, specifically for. Specifically <laughs> by next Sunday. We need you here for that. Yes. Uh, otherwise, I'll have to work something else out. I'll get... I will get a podcast posted. Uh, I may have to get like Parallax Abstraction to do something, but we'll get one posted next week. Um, yeah, so that's that's all the news really that we have uh, for the <laughs> for the site. We also have news for the everything else, which I was hoping Aroa would be here because uh, there's some stuff that I don't think you give a crap about. Uh, that, yeah, just to, to say as an understatement, that's accurate. Yeah, and Aroa would have a lot more to say, but we're going to go through the Google Pixel announcement with this week, like the Google Pixel uh, event for the for the notched Google Pixel three. Ugh. Um, did you did you take a look at that? What do you What's your thoughts on the notch? I kind of don't understand why people are actively wanting to have less active screen space. Also, it kind of looks stupid. When it, when uh, when Samsung did this, not with their notch, but with their curved, like, bezeled screen so you could see it from angles, yeah. I thought it was stupid then, too, and it's very similarly stupid. Just see, give me a screen. Don't overcomplicate it. Exactly. Like, I don't... Like, the bezel... I have uh, the Google Pixel 2 XL, and the bezel on it is super small. Like, it's not... It's not a intrusive or anything and the idea that you have to have a screen that goes all the way to the top i i don't get the trend but um you know they're they're doing it they're doing the notch i i understand why they're doing the notch people want a full screen and they want the whole front to be glass or whatever and they but they also want high quality front facing cameras how else are they going to do that without a notch? You know, it doesn't, there's no way to do it without having a notch that I can see. I'm sure they will come up with some way to have it like be different. I mean, there was a way, uh, we talked about it. There's a, the Oppo, Oppo something. It has a camera that like is mechanical and will lift up out of the top of the phone. So it has a full screen with no notch and a camera that pops out with a mechanical like um, motor. Like that, a little that apparatus that kicks up. Yeah, and it I, is amazing and also terrible. Like, yeah, what, I, I, a it can't be made waterproof if it moves like that. Like, good yeah. luck. Yeah. B, I can't. I mean, just having worked in specifically an IT background, that thing's going to get knocked off. It's going to get broken. It's going to get bent. It's going to get warped. It's going to get destroyed. Right. People um, will never not treat their phones like garbage. Exactly, exactly. 
So um, the 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 new Pixel, I, you know, there's one thing is the storage is pretty small. You can only get up to 128 gigs of storage, which is fine. That's fine for me, That's really. Kind of more than you need on a phone. Yeah, I mean, Another I have conversation. I think we've had on this podcast. Yeah, before. I have 64 on my phone. 128 is uh, the top of the line for the Pixel 2 XL, and the Pixel 3 had the top of the line is 128. While with the uh, with the iPhones, you can get up to 256. So I could see that as like a selling point. Not not for us because we're not brain dead but for some people saying hey you can get up to 256 gigs of storage instead of only getting 128 which i mean 128 is fine in my opinion mm-hmm. anyway uh but the the specs on it aren't very good one of the specs it has a uh, the new snapdragon qualcomm snapdragon 845 which the pixel 2 xl had the uh 835 and the only difference I see, I mean, obviously it's faster, better power consumption, blah, blah, blah. But also, the 845 allows you to do 4K at 60 frames a second, while the 835 can only do 4K at 30 frames a second. But for some reason, the Pixel 3 can only do 4K at 30 frames a second still. So, Strange. yeah, uh, it's only got 4 gigs of RAM which most new phones that are top-of-the-line phones are coming out with 8 gigs of RAM. Right. Uh, And it's got an Adreno 630 GPU in it. I don't know what that does. I mean, obviously, I know what it does, but I don't know how good it is. I'm sure it's top-of-the-line, though. Can I just take a sidestep for a moment and mention how fucking ridiculous it is that phones have GPUs in them now? Uh, I think it's awesome, actually. I I like it, but... I never would have saw that coming, that mobile gaming would have been... So, no, I mean, let's face it, it's it's for gaming and it's for photo stuff. Right. But it's like, Jesus, man, it, it just it boomed. Yeah. Um, it also comes with... What else does it come with? It comes with, uh, you know, Wi-Fi, NFC, which is great. I use it for uh, paying for, like, McDonald's. Uh, GPS, eSIM... I actually really like the eSIM. When I ordered my Pixel 2, it has an eSIM built in as well. And I got it from Project Fi. So instead of having to like pop out the SIM card and everything, I was just like, yep, I'm on Project Fi. And then it linked everything up. Sweet. And theoretically, that eSIM, if other carriers used eSIM, I could just join other carriers with that eSIM instead of having to pop out and in a SIM card all the time. Then there's... Uh, do 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 do. I lost my place. Yeah, uh, the biggest selling point is that there's software. Uh, basically, you're gonna get Android nine, Pi. You're gonna get the new. There's some new stuff that they're including, like Nightlight. Did you hear about that? At all? Isn't that like Flux? Uh, what it is, from what I understand, is that you take a picture in like a super dark area and it will use AI to brighten up the image and match the colors correctly. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's what it's, and that is cool. And that's what it's supposed to do. And they said it's better than a flash because it, it looks more natural, but also that's being put on the Google pixel two and the original pixel as well. So you don't need a pixel three for that. 
And there's some, there, there's some other stuff. Like they have a new front-facing camera that includes, I think there's two cameras in the front, one for a normal selfie and one with a lo- wide-angle lens so you can get more people into your selfie. Which I, I mean, if you're into selfies, that's cool, right? I guess. Uh, I haven't taken a selfie in like six years, man. I know. I know. We're not, we're not the target audience for that invention. I, I, the only time I take selfies are with Snapchat because I talk to one person on Snapchat. Is it a Roa? It is uh, my friend Wendy. That's who I talk to on, on Snapchat. Hi, Wendy. And, and, yeah. Hi, Wendy. She's not listening to this. She does not listen to my podcast. Like most people, she does not les- listen to my podcast. So, Speaking of your podcast, this is going very well, very professional. Do you want to move on to the first story? Uh, we're talking about it right now. I'm sorry, not the first story. Do you want to move on to the next story, I mean? Well, we have other stuff to talk to, talk about on the this Google thing. Like it's not just the phone. Oh, shit. Yeah, so if you scroll down, there's also Guess the... who didn't finish reading the article. <laughs> Very professional. Good job. So there's the <laughs> Google Home Hub, which Look is... <laughs> Look at it. It's it's an Alexa. It's one of the the Amazon tablet things that they're coming out with, like the Amazon Alexa things. Instead of being Alexa, it's Google, and that's it. That's all it is. It's a it's a home thing. It's do you, okay. Do you have any of those smart home installations? Um, like Alexa. I have a tablet. I have the uh, the ten inch tablet with Alexa on it, and I never use, use it. it. I never use it. Uh, The other day I was listening to something from Amazon. No, no, it was uh, Linus Tech Tips. And he kept saying Alexa. And my tablet was like, huh, huh, what? Hey, somebody's actually talking to me. Um, But that's it. That's that's the only time I've ever used it. It's also, they're also coming out with the Google Pixel Slate, which is, they say it's one of the most interesting things. Uh, it's a Chrome OS tablet. So I don't know how well this is going to work, but they want it to be a competitor to the Surface Pro and iPad Pro. Good luck. Have yeah. you used any of the Chromebooks yet? No. Well, yes ish for work. Yeah, that, I just got uh, recently integrated into their whole hierarchy because of work. They're yeah. neat little tools i mean they, they really they kinda are. suck definitely wouldn't match like your my needs but seeing as i'm doing it for a school hell yeah perfect yeah. technology for that um yeah it was uh it says based on latest official leaks leaks though uh we know that the device will be sleek modern style it wants to be thin it has uh one of the cool things is that it does have a fingerprint sensor on the power button so right. you you tap it and it'll It'll just read your fingerprint, which is awesome. I love. I never thought I would use you, it. Sure, sure. Does that mean that you could keep your device from being powered on at all by anyone other than yourself, or you know? I think users? I think so. I'm not That's sure, but it, but cool. you can't unlock it without your fingerprint. So there's that as well. I do that with my phone. I have a a fingerprint scanner on my Google Pixel two, and when I mm-hmm. first got my Google Pixel, I was like, I will never use this stupid fingerprint scanner. And pretty much immediately, I was proven wrong. I use that thing all the time. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. I got the Google Pixel 1 XL. It's right on the back still with your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's in a really natural place. 
It really it like I know the iPhone has like the home button is the fingerprint reader, and that mm-hmm. does not feel natural at no, all. I never hold my phone by pinching it at the very bottom while it's <laughs> cradled in my hand. Exactly. Um, that's why that with like the the new phones, the the face cam thing. I think it's better than than that. I still like the fingerprint scanner just because I don't like the idea of having to use my face to unlock my phone all the time. Well, but then, you know, if lighting isn't going to work for you, then you yeah, your, you know, it, it, it you need a better fail safe than light. Yeah, well, uh, I know with like the Connect, they had like IR stuff that that also worked with it, but I don't I don't know about the iPhones. So it will. Uh, this new slate will be first party and third party keyboard accessories will be available. Um, it also comes with like a pen. It also is, you have a surface, right? Or had a surface. Yeah. I still do. I got a surface pro three. Um, it's like that. So you, the, the new Google pixel slate, you can pop into a separate keyboard accessory and type with it and everything. Um, they're finding out that the device will have a 3000 by 2000 display. It has a pair of Sony IMX sensors, specifically the IMX317 on the front and an IMX355 on the back. There's also a new color on the Pixelbook pen, blah, blah, blah. I'm not getting one because they're too expensive. Damn, Ever- too expensive. Did you see the price of it? I didn't see that on there. Let me scroll back up. Google to Atlas. Yeah. And then there's the Google Pixel Book 2 Atlas. It's just a laptop Pixel Book. It's going to be expensive too. So, oh, speaking of which, the Google Pixel, um, Google Pixel 3 and the Google Pixel XL are going to be, they start at 649 and 849. So six forty nine for the smaller one, eight forty nine for the larger one. All right, so, I, I got the pricing. They're saying it's going to be similar to iPad Pro. Okay, so eight hundred dollars probably. Still six, pretty fucking expensive. Yeah, six to eight hundred dollars probably. Ugh. Uh oh, the Google Pixel three does have one really cool thing. It will have wireless charging. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. That's the one thing that I miss about my uh, Samsung, uh, the Galaxy S six. Yeah. Um, they're coming out with a new Chromecast. Uh, it's still going to be thirty-five dollars, uh, but it's stitching it's stitching the shiny black plastic with the Chrome logo for a matte logo with a Google G on it. There's also the added Bluetooth and improved Wi-Fi, um, but it doesn't have 4K support yet. Uh, and they're coming out with Google Pixel Buds two, and blah blah blah. So. I mean, not we. There's all other than the Google Pixel Three. There's nothing I would even consider buying. But the Google Pixel Three is not enough of an upgrade over the Google Pixel Two XL to warrant me spending another eight hundred dollars on a phone. No, the I think the only thing that I do like it, where I would be like, yeah, that would make me change, is the bigger screen size. Yeah, but I got mammoth hands, so the bigger the better, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually uses a giant tablet. That's what he uses. <laughs> That's really what I just needed. Yeah. I, uh, anyways, I, I think the the Google Home Hub's kind of cool, but this is not new technology. It's no. nice that it's got an interface, but that's that's not going to be for the everyday market. No. Google I was going to 
real cool. I could see, especially in like the education sector or the art sectors, I could see that booming. But most people probably aren't going to go for the Google brand tablet. Not with iPads and Surfaces have a strong hold on the market right now. Yeah. So I was, uh, years ago, they were coming out with, in Europe, uh, Huawei Mate 8 or something like that. What's what it was called. It was a tablet that also had a SIM card in it so you could use it as a phone. Like you could hook it up to your, you know, cell towers and everything and actually use it as a phone if you wanted to. And I was I like, up do that. it was eight inches. It was an eight inch tablet that you could also use as a phone. And it was released in Europe with that functionality. But when it was brought to the United States, it didn't have that functionality in it. So you couldn't use it on a carrier. And they goofed. They goofed up. I would have bought one. I would have bought one because it wasn't that expensive either. It was like 400 bucks. So I was like, oh, man. All right. So we've talked some, or we, we've spoken about Google some uh, with their conference. Let's talk about how they done goofed this week. Um, Google Plus has exposed data for hundreds of thousands of users. I know this is shocking, but apparently they did. Nobody was using it, so I'm surprised that there were hundreds of thousands of Google Plus users. And someone got their hands on information that was hot in 2008. Yeah, uh, what? No, it was released in 2012. Is when Google hot Plus was released. 2012. It for a week, for a week. I, I remember making one, being like, "Whoa, this is so much better than Facebook. You own your own content." And then no one else was on it. Yeah. I I actually did like Google Plus, but nobody else used it. Facebook just kind of had that market. So once they took that market from MySpace, it was all over for anyone else pretty much. Um, But according to Engadget here, it says, The Wall Street Journal sources are saying that documents reviewed by the publication, a software vulnerability gave thousands – sorry, gave outside developers access to private Google Plus users between 2015 and 2018. That's three years. And as an internal memo noted that while there wasn't any evidence of misuse on behalf of the developers, there wasn't a way to know for sure whether any misuse took place. Google said that also found no evidence that any developers behind the 438 applications that use the API in question were aware of the bug. Exposed data includes names, emails, uh, date of birth, gender, profile photos, places lived, occupation, and relationship status. So thankfully, no credit cards, no passwords. That's what it appears. I mean, yeah, it sucks that they got all that information. Yeah, you could still do some nefarious stuff with it, but you can. Um, it could the, have been worse. the The company noted that information like Google Plus post messages and G Suite content weren't included in the in the data exposure. Um, and then pretty much that day, instead of going and saying, "Hey, you know what? We need to fix this. We need to close the loophole," they did technically close the loophole by shutting down Google Plus. Just Hooray. nobody uses it anyway. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't imagine they were making a profit keeping those servers up. No. You know what I find surprising is MySpace is still around. Well, yeah, bands still use it. I don't know why. why like, that's what it was turned into. Like, after everyone left MySpace, 
they like no, rebranded. No, no, no. It, it was originally a music site. And then oh, people were okay. like, wait, I could have social media on here. And then social media pretty much around. I mean, there was like Dig and Zanga and stuff like that. But my uh, Facebook, Fr- sorry, MySpace was the one that really made it boom. Yeah. Friendster. And then, yeah, Friendster, the same kind of area, uh, era of, you know, social media sites. Yeah. And then once Facebook came around and decided that it, it I, I honestly think it was because they implemented chat. But once once everyone jumped from MySpace to Facebook, they're like, well, that was fun while it lasted. Let's go back to music. Yeah, and I mean, Tom. What was it, Tom, the guy who created MySpace? Fun fact: he, we're still friends to this day. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, he actually just sold it. Like he sold it when it was still big, and left. So he's he's raking in the money still. Like he just has lots of money from MySpace because I they sold wonder. it for millions of dollars. And he takes photographs now. Like if he's a photographer, so yeah, I never used Google Plus. I I did like the idea of it. I like the idea of having a competitor to Facebook. It's especially with how Facebook is nowadays, because it is it's getting worse by the day. Yeah, um, I, I've really been considering just deleting my account. I I check the website a couple times usually. I find myself just kind of scrolling blindly. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. Go on to the glory days of Facebook now. So just use Gab. Don't don't is, use Gab. Is Gab what all the kids use now? Gab's what all the old right-wingers use. That's what they use. Oh, well, that um, sounds like a great place. I bet it's not a toxic environment. At I, all. I had I had a friend who's like, um, who's like, oh, I love Gab because it's more, they're like, we want free speech and... Like your post can be be longer than 140 characters at the time. Now it's 280, but it could be like as long as you want, really. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's interesting." And when I was just using it to view like uh, my friend stuff, it was okay. But then when I ever clicked the the accidentally clicked the button to view other people's posts, it it became a different story. And I would have people that um, the the most infamous time for me was when somebody was like, Obama wasn't even born in America. He was born in Kenya. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, it's that's been proven wrong countless times. But if and you repeat it loud enough, it becomes true, Nathan. Ex- that's, that's the Republican way. And so... I was like, no, like you, you really need to provide some information on this because look, like Snopes here is it, it went through and it shows that he wasn't born in Kenya. He's also released two birth certificates and a newspaper article sh- like it from Hawaii on the day he was born saying that he was born in a Hawaiian hospital. Like, yeah, that could be fake news, though. It you could be there. How do you know? Exactly. And so he's like, well, his his grandma said he was born in Kenya. I was like, no, no, he wasn't born in Kenya. And he's like, look at this article. And the article he referenced was from a website called MrConservative.com. And I was, like, I was like, this, this seems like the most reputable site that would have zero bias. Like... It's that's what Gab AI is, is apparently one of the 
super right wing guys was saying some hate speech or something on Twitter. No. Uh, and so Twitter banned him. So he went and created his own site. So other right wingers flocked towards it. And if you like that, cool. You can go to Gab Gab AI and get locked in your your echo chamber. But but just just realize Nathan and I are going to make fun of you. If you we will. We definitely definitely will. Um, like by saying, uh, I said to one of our friends recently that the invisible hand of the market, like God, doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty witty of me. Um, yeah, you got your moments, man. I do. Let's move on. Let's talk about Sony for just a, a brief moment here, a hot minute. Sony is confirming that it's working on a new PlayStation console. No of way. Co- no, I didn't know that. Of course it's working on a new PlayStation console. There's been rumors about it for months that it's going to have backwards compatibility with a PlayStation 4, which I think would be neat, actually. I think that would be really cool if it did, which I don't see why it wouldn't. Like, because they're, it's on x86 architecture now. So mm-hmm. it's not like... You know, the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 1 were on completely different architectures. Right. They so, were basically uh, their own chipset. Yeah. And what they what they did was in the fat PlayStations, they or PlayStation 2s, they built a PlayStation 1 inside of the PlayStation 2. And that's how you had backwards compatibility. You just released them both at the same time. Genius. Yeah. Um the PlayStation 3 had backwards compatibility at first with the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 because uh, it ran the PlayStation 1 in an emulator and it ran the PlayStation 2 off of hardware. So actually, the PlayStation 3s originally had a PlayStation 2 built into them. Is that why they turned into, like, ovens when you'd left them on too long? Possibly. It's possible. Um, And then they eventually... They got rid of the PlayStation 2 being in there to cut costs so they could bring the price down. And they did, I know they did emulation for a while. Like the first set had hardware emulate, like hardware simulation or whatever. And then the second set had software emulation. And then eventually they just took away uh, PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility out of the PlayStation 3s. But the emulators, uh, you could still play PlayStation 1 games on there. But, so they those were all different chipsets. And of course, the PlayStation 4, the chipset is nothing like the PlayStation 3 chipset. Just completely different. But the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 4 and 4 Pro will all run off essentially the same architecture. So, it's like when you upgrade your computer, but you can still play Rocket League on the new computer and you could play it on your old computer too because it's all in the same architecture. So, of course they're going to do backwards compatibility. That doesn't make it doesn't make sense to not do it. Um until they inevitably remove it from the PlayStation 5 to save costs. That's true. Yes, they the remove cycle the will just continue. They remove the ability to go backwards on the same architecture. Do you, you're a programmer, Connor. They'll find a way. It's Sony. They've <laughs> disappointed me once. They'll disappoint me yet again. Uh, they've disappointed me a few times. Um, I don't have a job there. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I know you don't buy consoles, really, do you? 
Nah, I I bought the Switch, and that was the first console I've owned since the GameCube. So, would you be interested in getting a PlayStation 5, especially since it would have a wide library of PlayStation 4 games that you could play through? So you could get a I'm bunch of. I think I'm just gonna wait for my friend Nathan to send me his PlayStation Four once he gets a PlayStation Five. Do you and think then I'm... I'll play Do you the think... one game on PlayStation Four that I want to play, and then I'll be done with it? Persona. <laughs> no. Oh, what what game? I really want to play Spider Man. It looks so good. Oh, it, oh, it's so good. It is. I I'm rooting for a PlayStation Four emulator just so that people can play that game. And that's the only game on the PlayStation 4 library I give a flying fuck about. Um, yeah, like Uncharted, I don't care about really. <sighs> Waste of games. They're terrible games. There's some games I care, I, I like that are PlayStation exclusive. Um, God obviously, of War 4, maybe. Obviously, Days Gone. Got it. Got to play through that game. I really am. I am going to play through it. It's not my type of game, really, but I will play through it. And the only reason I will play through it is so that I can see my name in the credits. <laughs> All right. I can respect that. <laughs> I have to feed my ego somehow, okay? Um, yeah, so obviously they're working on it. It's probably going to support a new Unreal. Like, it's probably going to support Unreal 4, blah, blah, blah. It'll have more power. It's coming out. I'm going to imagine. Now, they haven't said anything. And this isn't me breaking NDA because I didn't hear about this at all. So this is just speculation. But if they don't release at the end of next year, I would be surprised. I would I would be very surprised because it seems like they're doing like every two or so years, they're coming out with a new hardware generation. So like yeah, they're they doing had, a Nintendo. Yeah, so they came out with um, the PlayStation 4 in 2012, I want to say. And then they came out with the PlayStation 4 Pro, I want to say in 2016. So it would be it would surprise me that if, if in 2019 or 20... Maybe 2020, holiday season 2020, but I want to say it's it's got to be 2019. You did, so you're saying you don't think it's going to be Q4 2018? No, it's not going to re- release this year. But I, oh, I want to say they'll probably announce it at some event next year. So either E3 or if they have their own PlayStation experience, something like that. It'd or or maybe like be E3. Yeah, well, there's also the, the German one, Gamescom, I think. They announce some stuff there all the time, too. So that it might get announced there, but most likely E3. I, but, I would put my money on E3 if I were a gambling man. Yeah. So let's talk about some more PlayStation 4 stuff. You ready? Yeah. This is this is actually really funny. Um, there was a guy who was... Apparently, you can mod PlayStation 4s. I didn't know that. I knew that I knew that they had a hack for it, but I didn't know that it was progressed to the point where you could, like, install ISOs from games. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was it was that far. That's awesome. However, um, there there becomes a problem. So if, if you let's say hack your PlayStation Four and then you take a game and put it in there and you rip the game that you own onto the hard drive, that is technically legal mm-hmm. because you're just making a copy of your game. You still own the game. 
If you get rid of that game, if you sell that game, then you have to have to delete it. You have to. Yeah. But another thing police come and find you. Another thing that's legal is say I mod your PS4 for you. Like you give me a like 50 bucks. I mod your PS4. I give it back to you. And then you burn your own games on you. Like you take your own games and put them on the hard drive. That's fine. What I can't do is I cannot take that money, uh, install a bunch of games onto the hard drive and then sell it to you without selling you those games as well. Because that is illegal because you're you're making extra copies of that game. So anyway, that is what one man did. Uh, his username is BlackCloak13, and he was selling jailbroken PS4s preloaded with 60, well, I'm sorry, 60 pirated games, including Call of Duty World War II, God of War, and other games. And he was selling this on eBay and his own website. And so what Sony did was they bought two consoles. They were just like, okay, sweet. And so they bought the consoles, test them out. They it, uh, Apparently he was pirating the games, putting them on there, and then selling these on eBay. Um, it says his website explains that he's been modding He's been a modern jailbreaker of consoles for around 12 years, and he encourages people to do it to stop buying games. It even features a skull and a crossbones pirate symbol, which probably won't help his case in court. Sony is, in, is seeking injunction that will stop him from selling any more uh, PlayStation 4s. I'm going to imagine any court in the United States is going to be like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop him from doing that. Probably, um, which, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with, but I do see where the case is. Now, here's here's what I don't like. Um, in that injunction, he's also say, they're also demanding that he dispose of all modded consoles hard drive, and hard drives. So, I don't like that, because he owns those. Technically, he bought them, and he, so he's able to do what he wants with them. So, he's able to mod them. He's able to take the hard drives and do whatever he wants with those. Mm-hmm. That's legal. However, I do understand that he wants all pirated games that are being downloaded to be wiped off of his server or whatever he has it on. So that makes sense, right? It's requesting yeah, damages. He's essentially, he is distributing at that. Uh, the, 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 he's distributing at that point, and that's yeah. where the that's where it gets tricky, right? Um. And then it's also requesting damages. While no exact figure has been revealed, expect it to be high enough to discourage others from doing anything similar. Uh, similar. Similar. Most likely, if we're going off the base of what like Nintendo's been doing, it's going to be $100,000 for every single game, plus additional money for every modded console that he's sold. I just I think that's too harsh. I think that's I think that's insane to be honest. But what right and and usually it'll get like there'll be a settlement, mm-hmm. and it'll be like way way incredibly cheap compared to what the initial thing was going to be. But they want if they're going to court and they're going to spend all this money, they want the maximum amount of damages. Makes it makes sense to me, but. Oh man, what do you think about this? Are you mad that you weren't able to buy a jailbroken console? 
Well, I wouldn't buy a PlayStation 4, and if I did, I certainly would buy one that had everything installed at a non-ready. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that somebody's being penalized for having the skills to mod a console and sell it. I get it. I get where the case is there. Okay, so, so here's the deal. I'm product and distributing. Yeah. But then again, you're then turning around and saying you need to remove this. You need to cease this, this. You need to stop that. Yeah. I didn't sign and I, I didn't sign any documentation that says you have any say on what I do with my tech. So you here, here's the deal. Say. Here's the deal. And that's true. Um, and I don't, I don't think Sony would have a case if it was just this guy was modding consoles and selling them on eBay. Right, but he's distributing pirated games. I, I get, yeah, I get yeah. exactly where the case is. So, I like, we could do this. I, like, we could probably do this. We could mod, like, buy a bunch of PlayStations, mod them, and sell them on eBay. Um, but I would put a disclaimer saying, hey, no games are going to be on st- installed on this. That's your own doing if you want to do that. And uh, we recommend you only put your own games on there. You got to cover your own ass if you're yeah, doing no, this that stuff. Is, Exactly what Nathan just said. That's the smart way to do this if you really do want to do this as an aficionado. Yeah, like I I have modded PlayStation 2s because it's super easy to mod PlayStation 2s. I I put Linux on my original Xbox. I'd go purchase games, install them, and then once I was done with them, just sell the copies back. Yeah. Once in a while, you might want to go back to it. Yeah. And um, I have four original Xboxes, all of them modded because it's just super easy to mod it. Um, that's the sort of thing that people like you and I do. Yeah. I have not opened it up and actually, um, taken the hard drive out and replaced it with a different hard drive. I do want to do that at some point, Put like a 250 gig hard drive in one of the Xboxes. (laughs) Like the original one. Yeah. That's so, how big were the original Xbox games in the first place? A couple a f- gigs? Yeah, a few gigs total, like like uh, for a really big game, because they were on DVDs, so they could right, be up right. to four gigs or something like that. But, here's my Xbox. It has the entire discography. But you can also put um, like movies and TV shows and stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can turn it into a media uh, Xbox Media Center, which turned into Cody. So uh, Cody and Plex, I think, both came out of the Xbox Media Center. Really? Yep. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Plex. Yeah. So uh, basically they had different approaches. Xbox me- XBMC was the first thing. And I remember was, that one. It was called XBMC for a long time. And then I, they're like, well, it's not only on Xboxes now, so we're going to change the name. And so they, I believe they changed that to Cody, and Plex was formed out of that to be a competitor to code competitor to Cody. So yeah, it's pretty neat. Let's talk about windows updates. Did, did you, mean you how you turn on your computer and then you're missing all your data? Yeah. Those, those updates. So apparently those are, those there was good a, updates. There was a big whoopsie at Microsoft. We have a, there's a lot of whoopsies this week. Um, a big whoopsie at Microsoft where they released an update that, deleted entire directories so like you could just you know have all of your data gone for some reason so you did you update your pc during this time no uh i also pulled out of the god what the hell do you call it developers beta or whatever developer insider Insider, insider yeah that's what it is i i unrolled myself out of that a while ago 
So, yeah. Phew. Good. Let me tell you, if, if I booted up my computer and found out I was missing like an entire directory of stuff, I'd be a little frustrated. Just a just a wee bit, just, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a wee bit. Um, but apparently they fixed that bug with the eighteen oh nine version, so that's good. It's really really handy to not have all your data um, taken away. And and this is why we urge you, unless you're like on a, a separate computer that you don't care about that you're testing stuff out with, do not enroll into any, any developers beta or insiders beta or anything like that. Because bugs like this will happen. Yeah, sometimes you lose uh, an entire part of your hard drive. Just yeah, gone. Yeah, um, they also had, uh, and I, this isn't a story I pulled up, but they had another bug where sound just didn't work. It killed all the sound drivers, which is fantastic. Sorry, so I couldn't hear you. I, th- I think my sound drivers just died. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm I'm happy. Uh, and then, I mean, just if you're, I mean, uh, thankfully, or at least I would hope so. If you're in a place where something like that's going to be highly affected, then you wouldn't be inside of a developer program in the first place. Right. Yeah. But you're not going to do this. You're not going to have that for like work or anything like that or on your, your main computer. Not. Yeah. But I can imagine there would be cases where people were developing on the insider program, getting ready for when it hits that probably lost all of their work. Yeah, probably. Um, Super shitty. The last story we have, it's about our favorite our favorite government government organization, the FCC. Aren't they your favorite, Connor? Yeah the uh, the chairman. He's probably my favorite human ever. Yeah, he's he's a great great guy. And what they're doing is they're trying to make it harder for uh, smaller ISPs like smaller wireless carriers and stuff, to get um, bandwidth, basically. And what this is, is, um, and I'll read through the story, it's from Ars Technica. The FCC is changing rules for an upcoming Spectrum auction in a way that will make it harder for small carriers to buy Spectrum space for deploying broadband. The change has been requested by, I know this is a shocker, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon. What? The and, big players want to stay the ones in control. Yeah. And so what they're saying is that um, it will, the change will make it harder. Oh, I'm sorry. It says um, it will help big carriers deploy nationwide 5G. That's the way they're spinning it, is that it'll make it easier for 5G to go to everyone. So... Uh, According to the article, in 2015, the Obama administration, FCC, set aside spectrum between 35, 50 megahertz and 3,700 megahertz for new citizens' broadband radio services and ruled that 10 megahertz licenses would be auctioned off at individual census tracts, which are small areas containing between 1,200 and 8,000 people each. Selling Spectrum licenses at such small areas was meant to give small companies a shot at buying Spectrum and deploying wireless broadband to underserved areas. So, basically rural areas, you'll have a small ISP there, like, I don't know, Quantum. Mm -hmm. That's one that's in in my area, the one named Quantum. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it will, you know, they're they're able to buy because you can only... This spectrum is only available for this particular area. 
for this particular megahertz range. So it makes it easier so you can say put down you know $50,000 because you're not buying a huge area. But according to the article, big carriers pro- carriers pushed for the FCC to increase the size of the license area areas. And Ajit Pai is complying. Pai's proposal last week and scheduled for FCC vote on no- October 23rd would increase the size of license area from census tracts to counties. While there are 74,000 <coughs> census tracts in the United States, there are just 3,141 counties. So they want to take it down from 74,000 different areas to buy spectrum, the spectrum bum mm-hmm. and bring it down to only 3,141. Yeah, that's a significant chunk of the, the starting area. Yes, this is very, it's what, 5%? Just that, about. Now, my thought is yeah. under the CBRS, Citizens Broadband Radio Service Act, do you still need to find what now you would, would you need to find instead of census tracts, but would you need to find counties with populations between 1,200 and 8,000? Yes. I don't, I don't think you're going to do it. I think that it's, there's going to be very, very limited amount of no, uh, this, places there. So this is so, ridiculous. This needs to not be a thing. Yeah. So according to the FCC, it says that making the license areas bigger will help carriers use the spectrum for large 5G mobile networks. But small ISPs would use the 3.5 gigahertz band to deliver internet service to rural homes. Uh, say the change that could prevent them from buying Spectrum. So the the small ISP is they're saying, no, seriously, this is going to fuck us. Um, To get a license covering a small area of any county, small ISPs would then have to buy it from one of the winning bidders. Uh, Pi's plan allows licenses to be partitioned off and disaggregated on the secondary market. So what this is doing, shocker of all shocks, is that instead of going up to the government and saying, hey, we want to buy that little area, you, they say, no, what you need to do is you need to go to talk to Verizon and buy it from them. And Verizon can either approve or deny that, which, as we know, because the free market is bullshit, this wouldn't work. Right. I, so, I have one question about this whole process. Why are my two options the FCC and private? Yeah. Wow, um, that's ridiculous. I don't believe that either of those two have my best interests in mind. Well, the FCC, like during the Obama administration, I believe they did have your best interests in mind. Right, but we have a shithead running the FCC right now. That's true. That is that is very true. Um, With a giant uh, Reese's mug. I will fight a Jeep pie at the flag outside of school at 355 right before the buses show up. Did you ever get into a fight in high school? Oh, yeah. Tons. Did you? Yeah. Why? Well, I'm a firm believer of Napoleon syndrome, and I think that people just want to... I mean, I I think I was a pretty cool guy for what it's worth, and people would just start picking shit with me. So people would try to fight you. It's not like you started the shit. Hey, my neighbor's dog's up. Let me close my window. I, I heard that. So, so what you're saying is that you're not the one who started the fights, typically. Uh, in every case, yes. Okay. So, I never got into fights. Uh, I know it's surprising, but in high school, I was kind of a smartass. No. 
I know, right? And so people who are like your height, I'm 5'6". And back when I was in high school, I weighed like 120 pounds. I was tiny. And, um, you know, people like your height, I would make, I would, they would say something stupid. I would make a joke. Then they would get very mad and they'd be like, you want to fight? And I'm like, dude, you're like a foot taller than me. (laughs) I'm not like you win. That's not, why is this even a question? And so I never got into fights because I was usually able to be like, look, if you beat the crap out of me, what's that going to show everyone that you beat up on people a foot shorter than you? Good Good job. you. You did it. (laughs) you did it you're amazing so i actually never got into fights shockingly enough there was i'm I'm sorry go on i was gonna say i never lost a fight i do want to say that oh you never lost uh, yeah did you ever lose a fight in high school i never got into a fight in high school you you never come on never never um lucky you i uh there was a guy that was named mason i've known him since middle school and for some reason he just hates my guts um, I could I could understand that. And he tried fighting me, uh, like one day after school. I think he had dropped out at that point. But I'm walking home, and he's like, "You want to fight? Why don't you just throw the first punch?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm just I'm going home. Just let me go home." And like he tried to get me, like he grabbed my hand and like tried to get me to punch him in the face. And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not punching. I'm not starting a fight with you, man. Like I don't know why you're touching me." And uh, that's the closest thing. In middle school, I had a guy trip me from behind. But because uh, we, we were in class together and I said something smart, smart Alec. No. And, and he was upset. And so after class, he um, he was like a few inches taller than me, like pretty big guy. And uh, he, he chose the uh, coward way and hit me from behind. So I didn't even see him. Do you remember his name? I do not remember his name. And you know why? Because I never saw him in school after that. I don't know. Like, did you hit your head when you fell or? No, I, uh, he tripped me from behind and I landed flat on my back. And so like all the wind came out of my, um, of my body. And I, your memory zone, I guess. Uh, but I don't remember his name because he was only in class that one day. It was like the start of the semester, and then I never saw him again. I, I think it makes more sense that you experienced some sort of junior high school cryptid. No, it may, what I think happened, uh, and I can't confirm this, is I think he probably got expelled. Because, I mean, if, if he's willing to trip me for no reason, who else is he willing to, to mess with and get expelled from school? I'm willing to bet he's willing to trip and get expelled from school. The FCC chairman of Jeep Pie, who's trying to make it more and more difficult for I wish small. I wish that my one-time bully in middle school and at Jeep Pie would have a conversation. Actually, they'd probably get along because they're both dickheads. Appropriate. Yeah, actually, I, that guy runs Verizon. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would be so pissed. Um, yeah, so. Basically, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it harder for small ISPs to to live, and instead, and they're they're making it easier for AT and T, Verizon, and T Mobile to buy up space and make more money off that by selling it to small ISPs. Could we and, not? 
Let's we just not go down this road. We shouldn't. We shouldn't go down this road, but that's what's going to happen. Um, and then the funny thing is, it says here in the first comment, it says, so much winning. The irony is that this disproportionately hurts rural red state voters who predominantly voted for the man who handed the FCC over to Pi. And I think he's, he's butthurt. Well, well, this guy's absolutely correct. This is going to hurt red counties more than it is going to hurt, um, like bigger cities, like uh, like Portland or New York. This is going to hurt red states more than it's going to hurt blue states. So, because it it's what these original laws were were each county that had what up to 8500 yeah. and and those count are those uh what no the, the census census areas yeah yeah those were for um any like for 8500 but if you make those bigger for counties it's going to hurt those counties more than it's going to hurt the blue states for the that have bigger areas that already have a bunch of broadband there. So he's absolutely right that this is actually going to hurt red state voters more. But, oh, well, they don't care. Vote against your interest. That's the Republican way. Um, I'm sorry, what? I I just don't get it. It being, you know, the Republican Party. (sighs) A lot of their decisions. Really? Let's 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 talk about this. I'm I'm fine talking politics and driving half my audience away. Um, it's as I said, it, they vote against their interests, and so they they the Republican Party is really good at branding, where the the Democratic Party is really bad at branding. So ever since Trump gained office. Um, you know, he's been like, oh man, we're winning so much. Look at the stock market. It's fucking huge now. He ignores the fact that Obama brought the stock market from about 8,000 all the way up to about 19,000 mm-hmm. um, during, during his presidency. They, they ignore that fact that Obama grew the, the, uh, the stock market by that much during his presidency. Boomed it even. Boomed it, yeah. And it was doing well, and there were no major dips for a long time. But Obama never came out and said, oh, I'm amazing. The stock market's doing amazing because of me, because I'm awesome. Which Remember is, having a humble president. I do. But, but that was a good move on his part, because had the stock market crashed, then it would have been his fault. Mm-hmm. So if Speaking you, of which, how is the stock market doing today? Um, I don't know about today, but last week we lost fourteen hundred points in two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great economy. It's but, the best economy. And so right now, what what the Democrats should be doing is they should be pounding Trump, being like fourteen hundred points in a, in two days. How the hell did you manage to do that? Um, and then they need to come out and they need to just bash on fourteen hundred points, fourteen hundred points, fourteen hundred points, and drive it into the American people that. The stock market went down 1,400 points in two days, but they don't do it. Right, and Because it would go against their interests, yeah, not and, the voters, but the party itself. Yeah, and then um, the Republican Party is is very good at saying, like, welfare state. 
And welfare states aren't bad. Denmark calls themselves a welfare state, and they're doing great. All the well, people like Denmark's like model citizenry. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, you know they call themselves a welfare state, and it's not a bad bad term. But the Republicans have bashed it in that welfare state is a bad thing. Yeah, that having that's a synonym, a, a, a synonym, Jesus, of socialism is worse than Hitler to them. Yeah, or um. Like same thing with socialism. Um, it's really, really, it's easy to beat them because they're stupid. But there's a lot of people who will just be like, "Oh yeah, you want you want universal health care? What do you want to be like Venezuela?" And I'm like, "Well, that's a straw man argument. Let's actually talk about policies because you're making a straw man argument." And they're like, "No, it's not a straw man argument." Like, I you obviously you don't know what a straw man argument is apparently, but. It's funny um, that I've had this exact argument with somebody at my last job. Oh, like did right you? Down to the Venezuela argument. And and that's the problem is they'll like the again the Republicans are bashing it in like Venezuela, Venezuela, Venezuela. But the Democrats don't come out and say, look at Canada, look at UK, look at Australia. The only ones who do it are like Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, because the Democrats are actually pretty bad, but they're not as bad as Republicans. Like every uh, my friend James explained it. He's gonna be happy because I mentioned him on the podcast. I'm not playing a fucking bell, but I mentioned him on the podcast. Oh, that James? <clears throat> that James. Um, he said that yes, Democrats are bad, but at least every once in a while they throw you a bone. Like every once in a while they'll do something like gay marriage, and I I know it's weird. But has the the country completely collapsed since homosexuals have been able to get married? Well, yes, but only because in that time, Donald (laughs) Trump also became the president of the United States. Yes, but was it because of the homosexuals? No. Okay, perfect. Anybody Um, who's anybody could tell you that. There's no correlation. Yeah, so, so here's the deal. And what we're getting at here is that if you want net neutrality, if you want smaller ISPs to be able to exist and actually create competition, which is what they're trying to get rid of. And if you don't want to get shilled by T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon. Vote. I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have to, you're going to have to bite the bullet and not vote Republican. I don't care who you vote for as long as it's not Greg Walden. That's, I actually put that on my Facebook. I saw and I had a few people who were like, all right, but I'm pretty sure they were voting against Greg Walden anyway. Um, anyway, so that's pretty much the end of our podcast. We've actually been going uh, pretty pretty long today. And you Longer. thought this would go terribly. I thought it would go terribly, yes. So, Connor, um, we, do you have any we plans? We already found out where you can... Yeah, we already, we already... I have to come out with a new outro. What, what are you going to do with the exit? I know. Um... Do you have any plans this week? Anything anything going on that you should tell the, the viewers about? Uh, we are going to be doing Clinton's Core Classics, a Rollmonger's podcast later on today. Probably won't get released for another four to six months, but <laughs> we do have a massive backlog that we're we uploading do. at a pretty routine, uh, well, at, at a pretty routinely schedule. So tune yeah. into that, Clinton's Core Classics on Rollmonger's, basically anywhere you can get podcasts. Yeah. We're working on getting on iTunes. How are we not on iTunes already? Uh, Jeff separated as uh, Jeff is currently in the process of separating everything out. 
Oh, um, okay. I think what he discovered is that if you don't have a credit card, it doesn't let you do it. Oh, okay. Which I don't think is true, but supposedly I, since you put that in, everything's been going a lot more smoothly. So I don't stay know. Tuned. I uh, I've been we've been on iTunes for since the podcast started, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, I've got Clinton's Core Classics. I'm playing that with Connor, the Cyberpunk Monk Besh, and uh, not neither of our characters are dead yet, which makes me happy. Yet, yet. we're we're in Magnamar now, so anything could happen. Yeah. Um. And then I'll, so I, I've got a new stream schedule and I've got to update my mixer. Uh, but Monday through Thursday, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that would be 9 to midnight uh, Eastern time. Uh, I will be playing games on, on mixer. Uh, ever since I started the schedule, uh, Connor, I also ca- almost called you Uller. Yeah, ever he does since that I all the time now. Yeah. Ever they they're actually pretty close with the ul, the er at the end. So, anyway. Um ever since I started this, like streaming pretty regularly, uh my my views on Mixer have grown pretty exponentially. So, I went from like 100 followers just a couple months ago and now I have 287. So, uh follow me on Mixer. I will be there uh, Monday through Thursday. This upcoming Friday through Sunday, I will be doing zero streaming. But if you follow me on Twitter at, or Instagram, it's at Reeton Everywhere. I will be posting pictures of myself at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. And you can see what Halloween costume I'm going to be wearing this year. Because on Saturday, I will be dressing up in full attire to go to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. So I, th- I think it'll be fun, and I think everyone will like the costume. And if they don't like it, you can go fuck yourselves. Um, I'll see you next week. Oh, no, I won't see you next week. Aroa will see you next week. There you go. <laughs> I'm so used to saying that. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, Aroa and or Connor and or other people will see you next week. And I will post, it might be a day late. I might have to post it on Monday instead of Sunday. But there will be a podcast posted next week. Uh, Thank you for being here, and goodbye. Do we have an outro yet? No. Are you just going to make it, like, fade out or, you know, slowly get quieter and quieter as the podcast comes to an end? No, I'm just going to let this go on and then just cut it off.